Hey Webheads, welcome back to another episode. This week we're going to be reading The Mr. Klein War, a real time travel doozy. Uh, this is Steven, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with my brother, my other co-host. What's up? And we just wanted to welcome you guys back. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Yeah, so what's going on, everybody? What's up? How have you guys been? Uh, that is a rhetorical question because you guys can't answer me. But uh, I hope you're all recovering from that doozy of a story we had last week. Again, I'm really sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I, I, if I didn't have to put you through it, then I wouldn't. But we all had to go through that as a family. And it only made sense for you guys have to do or you guys having to deal with it if I had to? I guess if we're, if we're cool with it, we can jump right into it. Or, you know, what have you been up to? Anything you want to talk about? or? Um, what have I been up to? Let's see. This past week, uh, nothing worked, really. That's it. I, we, <laughs> we had a lot of people quit this week. So, <laughs> uh, work is really ramped up for me. Uh, there's been a couple 12-hour days in there. But other than that, it's been a, a good week. i uh, just been hanging out with Zara. Um, hanging out with Ferial. And, yeah, for me, that's been it this week. Nothing much. What about you? Uh, nothing much. You know, just work. Um, we're coming into the last week of September. So, I think, right? This yeah, one this comes out the last week of September. Yeah, somewhere close to it. Of October. Well, anyways, our birthdays are coming up. Yours is on the fourth. Mine is on the tenth. So. Of October. Yeah. Well, you actually you did come back from a trip recently. Oh yeah, I went to Disneyland. Had a good time. Uh, we went for our, uh, mine and Danny's anniversary. Um, yeah, good time. We haven't been back since... This is our first time back since before the pandemic. And, since pre-pandemic? You know, yeah, so it was fun seeing everything. We went to Avengers Campus. Uh, I surprisingly ate... Um, it was cool. The Spider-Man, uh, the web the web ride was really the fun. Yeah, I had not looked up anything um, beforehand. Like anything about the ride, I just knew it was sort of like um, Astro Blasters or uh, Toy Story Mania. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, I guess it'll be, they'll give us something to like kind of, you know, shoot and <laughs> nope. do all that. I was not expecting to actually have to use your arms <laughs> and like. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a welcome surprise. I had a lot of fun on the ride. Uh, I didn't know my arms were going to be that tired after. Because yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I was actually doing the, the Spider-Man web shoot finger pose, you know, the... Yeah, I was, and I was I, like <laughs> The people sitting next to us were just, like, throwing their hands out like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there acting like I was actually <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> my fingers out and everything. And I'm like, ah, shooting. And then I... But I in my defense, I did get the highest score on the, on the car, so... <laughs> yeah, I got the... It was just me and Danny on one car, so... Uh, I got the highest score out of that, but that ride was really fun. I was just surprised at how accurate it was too. So yeah. that was that was really cool. Um, 
yeah, the Avengers Campus was good. I, I ate the food there at the Pim Test Kitchen, and uh, I had my I ate vegan that weekend. Nice. So I ate a lot of, uh, you know, the I had the breakfast. Uh, the breakfast shawarma from, yeah, yeah that, that one was, was really good. good. And then what else did I eat? I ate, oh at uh, in Galaxy's Edge I had uh, the Ronto wrap, the vegan one. Yeah, yeah, that one's bomb. Yeah, that one was hella good. That one's hella and good. And then, yeah, I was also kind of dealing with the stomachache that weekend, so I was trying not to eat anything super greasy, so I didn't eat too much that weekend. But I did have a, a sad experience at Galaxy's Edge. Um, the one ride everyone always tells you to get on and you're going to love and this and that, uh, Rise of the Resistance. I missed the 7 a.m. Uh check into the queue I, I didn't miss it but like I just I was too late I hit it right at 7 um, and there was no more by that point so 12 o'clock comes when the next uh, open queue comes and I was able to get that one but it was I was like group 247 or something like that and at that point in the day they were at like group 56 to 74 <laughs> so from 12 in the middle of the day we were probably gonna have to be there till like six or something so you know we we wandered around the park got on a few more rides chilled for a little bit danny was exhausted by that point i could just tell she was ready to go <laughs> and i was like come on we're we're right there we're gonna make it and our queue our queue number shows up and we're like heading over there i'm excited you know i'm finally gonna be able to get on the ride we walk through the queue and everything uh we get to the part where uh poe and ray kind of like give you the briefing on everything that's going to happen and this and that mm. and then that ends and the doors don't open so we're just like i've never been on the ride so i'm like what's happening like <laughs> is it just taking a little bit longer or, you know I'm, I'm just assuming the cast members are getting everything ready for what needs to be done so it's just mm. taking a little bit longer so I'm like okay and then the doors open and I see all the other parties that had gone before us just kind of sitting there. I was like, okay, let's group all of us together, whatever. And I see one of the cast members has, like, this panicked look on her face, and it's, like, moving the lines around, and they hear her say, oh, the, uh, the ride's down right now, the ride's down. And I was like, are you, f- are you kidding me? And so the ride happened to go down just as we were getting on it. Uh... That no ETA on when it's going to be up or anything, and all they could really do was just be like, "Oh, here's fast passes for anything today." You know, like come mm-hmm. back before nine, and you guys can get on any ride you want uh, before nine. But at that point, I was just over it. I was like, you know, I'm I'm done with today. Like yeah. we left <laughs> after that, and that was it. But other than that, the trip was fun. You know, we had a good time. Uh, we got to hang out with a couple of her friends who still live down there. Mm-hmm. So we did that. So it was a good time. I liked it. I hope she enjoyed the, the, the park and seeing her friends and everything. But it was a good time. Yeah. It's surprising how often that ride uh, breaks down. Is it? I never heard anybody of it breaking down yet. So it was... had, like, and From what I've seen, it happens at least like once or twice a day. Just happened to be the once or twice a day that I was about to get on. <laughs> Because oh, we were there recently, a couple weeks ago, I want to say it was, maybe a month ago at this point. Um, we were there for four days, 
and uh, we did get on it like three times, but there was a few times <laughs> <laughs> there was a a few times during that trip where like Galaxy's Edge was just completely empty because like nobody was waiting for their board. No one was like cause a lot of people wait over there for their boarding group to come up. Uh, like mm. they're, they're waiting for a family to get on and off of it. So, like, it ends up being, like, pretty packed, like, over there. At least, like, on the other side of, like, the food area. Yeah. But there was a few times we walked through there, and there was, like, nobody over there. It was <laughs> it was kind of cool, but it was also kind of just, like, crazy. I've never seen it like that empty <laughs> before. We were able to get on uh, the, the Millennium Falcon one pretty quick. That one was, like, five minutes. So. Yeah, I... Ferio didn't want to get on it, so I got on by myself. And mm. uh, Farrah didn't want to get on either, so I did the single rider. I walked straight on. But <laughs> it's like it's not. I realize it's not as fun being like the the engineers. Yeah, because it's like well, you, you have to push keep buttons. staring at the buttons, and it's like I yeah. can't. <laughs> I can't look at the screen. My pilots suck. <laughs> I wanted to just like in the middle of it, like I hey, just get up, we'll switch. <laughs> I kept crashing into everything. It was yeah, but it, I, I do like that, right? Ferio doesn't. Like- yeah, I like it. Uh, that this was Danny's first time getting on it, so uh, mm. uh, we were pilots, and I had been a pilot before, and I was in charge of the uh, left and right steering, and she was in charge of the up and down, and she <laughs> she was confused on the. Because they're inverted, so up is down and down is up. Yeah. So, <laughs> before we got on, the guy was like, has anybody been on before? Uh, and everybody raised their hand except for Danny. And so he was like, all right, so you're the pilot. He's like, you're going to control the up and down. Down is up, up is down. All right, go on. And she's like, wait, <laughs> up is down, down? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when we went on a couple months ago, like uh, when it was still kind of like, they had just opened the park, so, like, COVID restrictions were, like, they couldn't let too many people on the ride. Like, you mm-hmm. were on your own thing by yourself. Like, they put me on. They put me and Ferial on, and it was just the two of us. So we were the pilots. <laughs> but, like, he, he didn't explain what was going on. And I had never been on the ride either. So me and her both get on really, like, he was like, you guys are the pilots. One of you guys is up and down. One of you guys is left and right. It's like, we'll see you when you're done. And I was like, yeah, uh, that's it? <laughs> and then we got on, and we were crashing that thing like crazy. <laughs> it was horrible. I surprisingly but, didn't buy a bunch of stuff either. Really? I mean, besides food and, you know, like, just buying water because it was hot as hell that weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't spend too much money on, like, souvenirs or anything like that. We bought was gonna, baseball jerseys. <laughs> I was going to mobile order something and ask you to pick it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I don't know. Right when I uh, I saw, I was going to uh, text you and see if um, if you could pick something up for me. I was going to order it. And then I was on uh, the Webhead's Instagram and I saw Danny's story and I saw that you guys were already back at the hotel. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like... Uh, all right, never mind. <laughs> and then I was gonna do the same thing to Juan this weekend, because uh, he was he was there. But then I was like, I don't think me and him are close enough to for me to be doing stuff like that. 
we got we know each other by like uh, a middleman here, so I don't think that's okay for me to do. Where are you gonna ask him to get? Um. Well, one, I was gonna see if if they if he saw any popcorn buckets out there. Ah. Uh. Um. And then I was gonna order like three caramel apples. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, that's what I've been up to. It sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Good, good fun time. That's good. I'm happy for you. But uh, let's let's get into the story. Uh, this one is uh, yeah, it deals with time travel. It deals with lies and deceit and espionage and cyborgs and robots and. The whole shebang. This is as comic booky as you're gonna get when you're talking about comic books. It sounds like Austin Powers. Yeah, you know that's kind of <laughs> kind of what I <laughs> thought about when I was reading it. Uh, yeah, this one it's weird because it, again, you know, just like we've talked about um, for like the past couple weeks, it starts in one issue of a series, and then you know it might be two issues of another series but it's not really like it's um like it's not like it's oh you have to read this issue to to understand what happened in this issue and like mm-hmm. the Mr. Klein war is not really a war Mr. Klein is not like the arch nemesis or like the main uh, bad guy in any of these stories he's more like a like a behind the scenes person if you will. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the old Inspector Gadget cartoon uh, where uh, Dr. Claw would just be on a chair with his cat and then you wouldn't really see his face or anything. You would just see his hand and like it was just kind of mysterious. That's pretty much Mm -hmm. what Mr. Klein is. He's just like this behind the the screen, pulling the strings type of person. Um, Great. But that does not make it any less confusing than what it actually is. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Boy. I think, so, in this, we're going to visit uh, a couple of characters that we that we uh, have grown to enjoy over our time with the show. Uh, we have uh, Iron Man. We have Daredevil. And we also have everyone's favorite, uh, Namor. God. <laughs> yeah, so Namor's back. Uh, every damn week. Every week. And the layout of these issues is very confusing, if you ask me. But uh, the first one we'll talk about is the titular uh, Mr. Klein. Uh, that's actually... So this is where it gets kind of confusing. So he is actually a robot from the future Mm -hmm. so he is from I believe the year (laughs) uh, between the years 12,000 and 14,000 AD is where he's from (laughs) and he is sent to this time to prevent whatever's happening in the future from happening Um, but he's sent by the uh, computer so basically this is Terminator uh, there's a computer that is the sole person or sole living being on the earth, and his name is Ball, and it sends K-19 
aka Mr. Klein back to the past to make sure that he is not the only one who survives to be on Earth. So I don't know if he wants him to... (laughs) Whatever the ultimate plan is, it is to prevent... So the people that need to be affected to make this future not happen is uh, Foggy Nelson. So he is the right now district attorney of New York also... Uh, our district attorney before he was uh, partners with Matt Murdock at their law firm Murdock and Nelson Uh, so he's DA now uh, which also I believe I want to say a few issues back when I did the Daredevil uh, crossover um, Mm -hmm. he had just been like tapped to be the, the DA so he's running for DA or he decided to run for DA in those issues uh, in between then and now, he had actually become DA. So now he's DA. Um, Matt Murdock is still a lawyer, but he's also kind of invested in some love triangles, if you will, right now. And there's also uh, Tony Stark, who is going through the ringer right now because his life is not where he's used to it being. Um, still? Yeah. So we have... Mr. Klein, uh, Foggy, District Attorney. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into it. Because these take place over different series and issues and everything, again, I'm just going to kind of run through them all as one, not really as individual issues. Um, oh yeah, it also runs into <laughs> Captain America as well, too. One of the issues <laughs> is Captain America. Uh, it's just all <laughs> I over hate the this place. Company sometimes. Uh, and so I was kind of like doing my own research on like the issues on which ones to read, and I found this. Uh, somebody had actually wrote about it because it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'll kind of read their uh, take on everything after I run through the story, and then we'll kind of go from there. So starting off uh, in Daredevil issue seventy-eight, seventy-nine. It starts off with Matt walking down the street and kind of just talking to himself. And I realize he has a lot of, like, he, he con- has conversations with himself, but he also compliments himself a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> he'll be talking to himself about, like, you know, whatever issues going on, but then he'll be like, but damn, I'm a good-looking guy, or, like, I got the best life or something. <laughs> so <laughs> he just had, constantly has, like, these back-and-forth, like, dual conversations with himself. And... It's just constantly just, like, propping himself up. Um, but this issue starts with him talking to himself, and then it cuts to the other part of New York City, and there's this couple that are just uh, strolling through the town, and I guess the, um, the, the boyfriend in this couple, he just got a writer's position at a company. You know, they're all happy they're visiting the town again because they used to live in the city, and then they get attacked by these group of thugs. And these thugs are driving, like, it looks like, uh, what are those little cars that the little kids drive? You know, like the motorized ones? The, oh, yeah. I forget what they're called. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It looks like they're just driving that, but there's four grown adult men just, <laughs> just pull up in an alley. <laughs> and then they start attacking these this couple. And uh, they're basically laying their plan out all in front of them. So they're just like, we need you for test subjects. The professor says, you guys are like 
great test subjects, he's going to do something to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, classic villain stuff, laying out the plan right then and there. Uh, and In front of everybody. Yeah, so they're beating up the guy, and Daredevil hears this from across the town, so he jumps into action, swings over, and the leader of this group, of this gang, is named Bull, and he is, like, laying into this dude. Daredevil comes up, starts fighting him and the other goons, basically lays everybody out. The guy kind of regains consciousness and starts laying in on the goons, too, um, and they're able to escape. So the, the goons are down and out. They leave. They're just like, fine, we're defeated. You know, Daredevil, you suck. One day we're going to get you. So they leave. Daredevil helps the couple to their feet and decides, hey, I need to... I'm Daredevil. I can help you guys out. So he decides to take them to Matt Murdock's house and is like, you guys can stay here now because I'm pretty sure this guy isn't going to be a problem. <laughs> He's not going to have a problem with you staying here. Uh, and so he lets them stay there, and uh, we find out that um, the goons are actually working for a professor who is also working for Mr. Klein. Uh, and so Mr. Klein is basically bankrolling this professor to do experiments on people and to create, you know, half human or just creatures that would be more powerful that they can control and use for his nefarious deeds. And so, because they weren't able to capture this couple, uh, the guy Bull decides, or I guess he doesn't decide, he just accepts the fact that he didn't capture them, so now he has to be the test subject. And the professor <laughs> is just like, yeah, I guess that's it. So the uh, professor injects him with like this chemical or whatever, which uh, causes him to transform into a bull, like a man bull. And so <laughs> he transforms into this man bull, and he's like big and strong, and that's pretty much where we uh, leave him in the first issue. But uh, Matt... You know, not to give anything away for next week, but there's uh, there's three characters next week that get turned into cows. <laughs> so, so, uh, just take that how you will <laughs> and so uh, we jump back to Matt and now he's kind of thinking about Karen so if he used to work at the law firm with uh, Foggy Nelson and then they had an assistant Karen Page uh, who Matt and Karen they also had like a lovers thing going on but uh, but she eventually found out that he was Daredevil, and they decided that she couldn't handle him being Daredevil and being her boyfriend. So they cut things off, and she became like a famous star, and Matt stayed who he is. He's <laughs> Daredevil and everything. And so with Matt allowing this couple to stay at his place, uh, Karen decides to call because she's feeling a little homesick, and she misses Matt, and... She feels bad because she decided that she didn't want to be with him. And she should have, quote-unquote, just accepted his lifestyle. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she calls his place, and this couple just hear the phone ring, and they decide to pick it up. And the woman picks it up, and she's like, hello. And then Karen hears this woman's voice and thinks, oh, wow, like, he's already moved on already. Like, what have I done? I should have just taken him for who he was, and not worried about him and so she hangs up and is like bawling her eyes out uh and then this couple is just like oh well like i guess that's it 
<laughs> I guess she didn't want anything. And uh, so the couple decide to go out and eat. And as they're eating, one of the goons who originally was in the, the gang trying to capture them, uh, he notices them and then follows them and What's captures wrong them. With these two? <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he put you guys here to be safe, and you guys are just like, are you hungry? <laughs> Let's go grab something. And so he he captures them, takes them back to the lab. Daredevil shows back up, and he fights Bull, um, defeats him and everything, saves a couple, and that's pretty much it. Uh, he fights Bull enough to where he transforms back into his regular regular human self, and that's <laughs> pretty much it. We see a little bit of Mr. Klein. We only see, like, like I said, his silhouette and then his arms, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he's behind a computer again, but that's for, that's that's it. Uh, next we yeah, jump. That's a staple for Marvel to to beat people back into what they were before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Iron Man, uh, Klein also has employed uh, two other villains, Demetrius and the Slasher. <laughs> so. <laughs> Demetrius. <laughs> <laughs> Hey kid, what's your name? Demetrius. <laughs> Get over here, you're on the team. And the weird thing is, is like, Demi- I think I think it's Demetrius. I think he has like claws, like his hands are just like three claws. And then Slasher, for some reason, has like, what can I, I can only explain as Dr. Octopus tentacles coming out of his head. With two pinchers out of his head, yeah, out of his temples, like, (laughs) (laughs) and he shoots like laser beams out of his head. Um, but pretty much, uh, Klein employs Demetrius and Slasher to basically sabotage Tony Stark's uh company and his projects because Tony's still trying to get on the up and up, you know, from where he was before, where he lost everything. And so he's trying to get back on his feet, and his first idea was to create these new projects. Uh, but they get sabotaged by Demetrius and uh, Slasher. So then what happens is that a senator who is also employed by uh, Klein, he he's made to make it seem like Tony is not stable, and he's not where he used to be, and he's a danger to society. So everyone starts to kind of, like, go against Tony and so that was his master plan is to not allow Tony to become who he needs to be and so they kind of get away with it in a way (laughs) but not really and so that's pretty much that Iron Man issue there's a big fight but Tony comes out on top and then we jump back to Iron Man Uh, and this one Klein sent the owl uh, a villain of Daredevil basically he he was a finance person, became evil, and now he he looks like an owl, kind of. Great. We got Demetrius. We got uh, <laughs> we got a finance guy. What else? What's next? It's a client of the owl and his agent after Daredevil. Uh, the owl rebelled against Klein because he doesn't like being bossed around, and he's his own man. And so uh, he went out on his own. Uh, Klein blackmailed Foggy Nelson, actually, and so he he's been <laughs> exploiting Foggy this whole time, basically just taking his money, 
and asking for ridiculous sums of money, even though Foggy's not rich. And he's basically <laughs> telling him, like, you better start, like, taking bribes and stuff if you're, because I'm going to keep asking you for money. And I, if you don't have it, you better find <laughs> some way to get in it. <laughs> hey, you, you better figure something out. Cause I'm gonna keep coming over here asking you. <laughs> and so Foggy's like stressed out, and like Matt's over here trying to talk to him, and he's just like not trying to have it because he he's already getting shook shook down by this random person who keeps calling him. And uh, yeah, Klein decides to use the silent ones, which are just more robots. So he has these robots uh, from the future uh, that are uh, predisposed not to betray him. So (laughs) it's weird because (laughs) at some point he says that humans are unpredictable and and this and that. But it's like, you're a robot. You should be able to predict (laughs) from the far future. You should be able to predict how the people are going to react to these situations. Yeah, you're from like 11,000 years in the future. Yeah. You should should know (laughs) anything that I'm going to do. And then this is the first issue. um, Or these are the first two issues where we find out that Klein is actually an android from the future. So... Before, we just thought he was a guy behind the seat, smoking a cigarette, bribing <laughs> DAs for money. And honestly, I don't know what he needed the money for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, why are you ha- hassling Foggy like this? When you, you're from the future, what are you taking? Is like, or is our money still mean something 11,000 years down the road? So he's like bribing Foggy, and then... Yeah, he's, like, just getting into all this stuff that has really nothing to do with protecting his future, I guess. Um, but then he stops going by Klein and starts just going by the assassin. <laughs> so... <laughs> Straight to the point, I guess. <laughs> and in Iron Man issue uh, 42 and 43, Klein sent Mikus, another agent, of his after Stark. So he sent Demetrius. Mikas. M I K A S. Oh. I thought, I thought he sent the guy from Boy Meets World. And so Demetrius and Slasher couldn't do it, so Mikas is going to be the one to do it. And so he sent him after Stark. Uh, he and Mikas abduct and uh, take control of Stark's girlfriend, uh, Marianne Rogers, and uses her, uses her against him. Uh, the senator from before, who was also an android, McJavit, that's his name. McJavit? <laughs> M-C- McJavit. They were really running out of stuff here <laughs> in the Marvel offices. Uh, McJavit continues to blame Stark uh, for all the problems and say that he's a, a trouble to society. Uh... And then there's another senator who's also blaming Stark now. And he's not Android, he's just jumping in on the fun because he doesn't like Stark. Uh, Iron Man's nearly, uh, nearly killed by an exhaust, uh, exhausting his power source in a battle with Mikus. Um, but Mikus basically, so he basically drained Tony of all his power in the battle, but then accidentally mm. blows himself up by blowing up the base <laughs> that they're fighting in. And of course, Tony comes out 
fine. Uh, Mikus is destroyed. His agents. Uh, there was a, also a giant snake involved, and uh, Iron Man saved by uh, guardsmen, which is another hero that just randomly showed up in this. <laughs> and then we jump to. Uh, actually, that's at the end. Uh, Captain America issue 151. Uh, Mr. Klein also, aka the assassin, uh, decided to kidnap the Scorpion and Mr. Hyde and then replace them with robots for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for it. I'm not even going to get into the story details, but he just decided that he's going to replace two villains with robots and that someone would care. Yeah, nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody even knows who these guys are half the time. And then jumping to Iron Man, or Daredevil 82. Uh, oh, yeah, so Daredevil, or Klein sends the Scorpion robot after Daredevil and the Black Widow. Uh, the robot becomes erratic and when it's transmitted, uh, when its transmitter was destroyed, leaving it without orders from uh, Klein. Uh, so basically, as it's trying to figure out what to do, uh, Black Widow tries to save it, but then <laughs> it falls off the cliff anyways. Uh <laughs> Black Widow's accused of murder uh, because now they think that Scorpion is dead and that Black Widow killed her, uh, him. Uh, the Scorpion robot was taken away to a morgue in an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Foggy tries to use a gun to force Klein to leave him alone, but fo Klein forced him to drop it, uh, which then allows Klein to claim that the act was of threatening nature. And... Uh, <laughs> This is what he uses to help get Foggy, uh, not off as a DA, but have more dirt on him in terms of getting him to do what he needs to do. And then Daredevil 83, Black Widow's arrested. Foggy was forced by Klein to frame her, using her Soviet heritage against her. She was ultimately cleared by Murdoch. Klein sent the Mr. Hyde robot against Daredevil. Uh, in this battle, it sets off some explosives, which destroys all the evidence of Klein creating the robot, Scorpion, and Hyde. So, basically, Hyde's plan is to, or actually, we never find out what exactly Daredevil does in the future to create this future. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily know what Foggy does to create the future, besides he says that he can't become governor. And then... He never really explains what Tony does to create this bad future. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so I have one question. So, so what happened? So basically... <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. It felt like there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. So basically... This is just as bad as last week. Yeah. He, he, he just shows up and then is bribing people for, for money. <laughs> I and mean, so, so he got sent back to the past to figure out why he was created? No, he sent back to the past by his master to prevent his future from happening. <laughs> so but his, his future... master sent him back to the past to, kill, to basically kill himself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his master sent him back to make sure that his master doesn't happen 
and he has to make sure that like, these I three... I hate you so much. I want you to go back to the past to figure out why you're here in the first place. <laughs> and then his plan is to get rid of these specific three people. And, like, you can just kill them. I don't understand why he needs to bribe and, like, destroy them, like, from their, their yeah, positions of power. Yeah, no powers whatsoever. <laughs> He's just, like, tooling with them. And then, that's pretty much, and like, there's like a, okay, so Black Widow gets framed, uh, Murdoch's able to clear her name, and then, uh, Natasha goes to, I think, like, Switzerland or something like that, and mm-hmm. she meets a doctor who is like, oh, uh, Miss Ro- Ms. Romanoff, uh, I understand you're friends with somebody who's blind, I'm working, I'm actually working on a, a surgery that can help people who are blind, and this and that, right? And so <laughs> she ends up calling Matt and she's like, Matt, I miss you. I'm in Switzerland. Like, please come and see me. And Matt's just like, all right, cool. So he jumps on the plane, <laughs> heads over to Switzerland. Uh, him and Natasha are, you know, hanging out and everything. She introduces him to this doctor and he explains everything. But Matt realizes when they shake hands that he can't hear a heartbeat. He can't. Uh, you know, hear his breathing. He's like, there's something up with this person. So later that night, the doctor leaves, and then Matt, for some reason, decides to put on his Daredevil outfit. Like, <laughs> you're in Switzerland. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. But he puts his Daredevil outfit on, uh, follows the guy through, like, the snow and through the mountains and everything, and he goes in there, and he finds out that the doctor is actually Doc- Mr. Klein. The assassin, quote unquote. <laughs> so, <laughs> and before that, Foggy finally tried to stand up for himself and call the guy or call the person in blackmail him and say, "I'm not going to do this anymore." But the guy ends up going to Switzerland. He's not in country anymore. So <laughs> he took all this money from Foggy, made him do all these things, and then just disappears. Like he doesn't do anything to enact his plan at all. No, he just finessed Foggy out of a whole bunch of money and then left. And then he does nothing to Stark. He easily killed all these people. Yeah, like he doesn't come into contact with Stark at all. Like he sends other people after Stark. So there's not really anything that like he's making sure is done to for the downfall of Tony. I think he was... I don't think he wanted to figure out what was going on in the first place. <laughs> I think it is just his master was just like, you know, just get out of here. Go figure out why you're here in the first place and kill them so <laughs> so you don't come to the future. <laughs> and then he was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself like that. <laughs> Collect some money and go on vacation. So then, yeah, so, so Matt follows him up there. Dare, Daredevil follows him up there. He realizes that he's the assassin. And then they get into this big fight, and the assassin kind of, like, lays out his plan, like, my master sent me back here to make sure our future doesn't happen, because he's the last surviving being on planet Earth, and he doesn't want that to happen. So, him and Matt get into a big fight, and this is where the doozy happens. This is where it gets even more confusing, and I have to kind of, I want to pull up the issue right now, just so I make sure I get it correct. Because it's such a, like a weird twist and actually comes out of nowhere. 
<laughs> let me see. I gotta find it. But yeah, it literally comes out of nowhere. Like you're, he's just fighting. Daredevil's fighting him, um, and you know he's getting an upper hand somehow. The, this is a robot, like with the shoots laser beams, and he's still getting Daredevil's still getting an upper hand on him. Issue eighty four, I believe it was. Yeah, so they're fighting. Daredevil def- almost defeats him, right? And then all of a sudden, these two other robots come busting in, and they're from even further in the future. <laughs> they're from okay. So here's the here's a panel. So it says so they bust in, and they the first lines are. Their father, the creature called Klein, he appears to have gone berserk. We must con- must we continue with the plan? Why else have we traveled back thirty centuries and searched the world, <laughs> searched the world in order to end his madness in the way history tells us it ended? Assassin, turn and meet your executioners. <laughs> so, uh, these guys, these robots, just show up from even further in the future. To stop a robot from the future, to stop something in the past from creating this future. <laughs> There's too much going on here, and then it's and not enough at the same time. Yeah, and then it says, uh, "Oh yeah." So the assassin turns around. And he's like, "I, we are from a time beyond yours, a time after the explosive death of Ball. We are the new people, the final sons of man." And then they use their laser beams and destroy him. And then the base blows up, but then they teleport Natasha and Matt to safety. And that's literally the end. No explanation on what happens now to the future or what happens to Ball or anything. It just, that's the end. I wish I could go back in time and just go to those offices of Marvel and really just say, like, what the hell were you guys thinking? I found this, yeah, I found this guy who wrote about it, and he said, his comments were, Ball and Mr. Klein time periods are different during several parts of the storyline. In addition, the final sons of man describe themselves as having come from a time period after Ball, but they also say they come from 30 centuries in the future, i.e. 5000 A.D., so how are they from 30, 30 centuries in the future? And also... Yeah, they only... <laughs> that's I was confused when you said that. I was like, maybe... I thought maybe you had messed up in the beginning. Because you said they, the client was like 12,000 years ahead. Yeah. And then they said 30 uh, centuries. And I was like, that's only 3,000 years. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, what the hell is going on here? And then it, and then it says... I can never quite get a grasp on what task Klein was trying to accomplish, or why he went about them in the way he did, or etc. He definitely wanted to bring down Matt Murdock, Foggy Nelson, and Tony Stark, who must have been integral in the future role that, sprawl- that spawned Ball. Their involvement was never explicitly, explicitly explained, although one of their goals was, per- was to prevent Foggy from campaigning for governor. Another goal was to strip Stark of his industrial power. This exact order of appearances is also difficult to determine, and there is a def- definite overlap. So in like Daredevil 81 and 80 and 80, and Iron Man 42 and 43, it overlaps. But in Iron Man 45, came after Daredevil 84, which also features Klein's destruction. So it's like again, these writers weren't talking to each other. They were just like, <laughs> they're like, you need a bad guy for your story. 
I'm using a bad guy. You should use them. And then that's pretty much it. It was yeah. I mean it 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 I mean it made sense, but like there's so many parts that contradict other parts that it it was it made it kind of bad. Yeah. And it like there was no like Klein just didn't do anything that he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like none of his plan was ever put into fruition. Like I don't know if he was just in the long for the long haul and <laughs> he, was, he was like, "Well, they didn't tell me how long I had to do this. So I'm just going to take my time with it." <laughs> but then like yeah, he he doesn't explicitly lay out what he needs to do. But we know Foggy can't become governor. But, like, does that mean he can't do any other job? Does that mean you can't kill him and he can't become governor? Like, but then he tries to kill Matt. So it's, like, it's his part of it. Like, he can die, but he just can't survive. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I think this week we're going to jump right into the ratings on this one again. And I'm giving this a, <laughs> a one and a half. Yeah, I would give this... Like a one. Yeah, because had they, like I said, had they actually given us a story here, <laughs> it could have been good. But they just, they told us one thing and then didn't follow through on anything that they told us was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like they had, like, an idea of, like, yeah, we're going to tell this time-traveling story and this and that. And then they realized, oh, wait, you guys are also writing different stories. And, well, let's just kind of wrap it up then. I, I, yeah, this was not good. Next week's is a lot better. I hope so. Yeah, next week it's it's a lot better. It's a lot smoother. It's longer, but it's it's all one story. It's all in one comic book. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, still, <laughs> still, uh, these older, just like the rest of these older ones, there's still a lot of good stuff going on that doesn't have anything to do with the story, but still a lot better. But yeah, this week uh, I'm getting uh, they're getting a one and a half for me. <laughs> yeah. I agree. One and a half. One and a half in rating. Are you, you going to switch anybody on your team this week? I'm not switching anybody on my team. Actually, I think... Do I already have Daredevil on my team? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you did add him for the wedding. That's when I added the thing. Yeah, I'm not adding anybody on my team either. Cause this, <laughs> uh, there's nobody here that I want, and I, I can't I can't backpedal at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take the risk. Your, your team finally caught up to mine, and I, I can't take any steps back here. But that is um, that is episode 10. Jeez, feels like we just started this. I know. I, I'm sorry that uh, episode 10 could have been a, a much bigger, a better story. <laughs> yeah, these last two ones have not been the best stories. That's, that's all part of comic books. Um, going to deal with some really good stories and some really bad ones and some stuff in between. Yeah, we never said we were reading the best stories. We just said we're reading all the events. No. <laughs> we just said we're reading all of them. <laughs> like like I said last week, you um, if you listen to this and realize that you don't ever want to read this story, then that's perfect. We we did all the work for you. You don't have to. And if you still decide that you want to read them, that's on you. <laughs> That is on you, and I'm sorry for anybody that saw what issues we were reading before these episodes and read them before you heard the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go through all of it just like we did. But again, uh, 10 episodes in, like DeMarco said, it went by a lot faster than I expected it to, and here we are. Yeah. And we're, we're actually, you know, let's just say we're, we're getting a, a good amount of listens on uh, these podcasts across all platforms. <laughs> Not after these two next episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are going to <laughs> drop after this. So uh, I should get the thank you out now. Uh, 
hopefully you you stuck around after episode nine. <laughs> and uh, I promise you, these stories are gonna get better. Thank everybody for listening. Here, thank you to everybody for listening. I want to know who actually listened up this far into it. So if you're listening this far into it, send me a message on Instagram saying, uh. <laughs> Just send me a message just saying peanut butter. If you listen this far into yeah. it, yeah, just message me on Instagram. Just say peanut butter. I just want to know who, who listened this far into it. <laughs> and you have to be careful, too, because somebody might hear this, like, a year down the line, and you're not going to remember that you did this. <laughs> and you're just going to have people messaging you peanut butter in, like, a year. And you're just like, what is going on? You're not going to have a single clue. So yeah, just message DeMarco whenever you hear this. Just message him peanut butter. Don't forget to give him your your IG handle so they can get to you. Oh yeah, it's going to be DeMarco uh, Lamont. DeMarco underscore Lamont yeah. on Instagram. And that's L-A-M-O-N-T. Just so you guys can find him. I want to make sure that this gets to him. Yeah. Or just go to the Webheads podcast yeah. and find me there. Uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Steven. S-T dot E-V-E-N because that is the only way that you spell Steven. And you can find us on Instagram at the Webheads Podcast. Yes. You can listen to this podcast. You can share it. We are on Apple Podcasts now. Um, so uh, go there. Give us a nice five-star rating. Yeah. Five stars. Give us five stars. Share the episode. Uh, we're on YouTube at the Webheads Podcast. Just the audio versions of the podcast there as well. So if you guys like the episodes, any of them, share them with your friends, your family, anybody that likes Marvel or comics. We're here for that. We're here for them. We're here for you. We're here for your family. Um, and that's all I got. I had some. I was going somewhere with it. And I lost yeah, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, thank you guys for another listen on this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the the Cree Scroll War. Ooh, the Cree, the Scrolls. Ooh, and war. Ooh, ooh, it's gonna. It's, this one's act, and I'm not even just saying this. Next week is actually a better story than the two last two weeks combined. So good. So that's, like I said, that's another episode down. Thank you guys. Peace out. Bye.